TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome to day number two of a brand new show here on the TalkZone.com. It's two guys and a mic and uh, guy number two today. The big dog is off today. He will be our, we hope anyways, our regular number two guy. But J.B. Jordan Burnfield sitting in for the big dog today. How about that? A substitute on the second day of the show. Well, with Joel, you can't really be that surprised, can you? But <laughs> I, I'm excited to be here, Coach, and it's a nice New look and it's 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 exciting. In fact, when I saw that it was called Two Guys and a Mic, I was almost thinking, is this going to be sort of like a Beatles scenario where it was going to be like George and John both talking into the same microphone and singing the harmonies? I didn't yeah. know whether you were going to take the lead or Joel was going to take the harmonies and how that was going to work in terms of the singing. Well, but we're, we're working our way through. We're still trying to figure it all out. My wife, by the way, a doctor, Doctor Code, who is a uh, you know, linguistic expert, ex-teacher, and all that good stuff. She's very upset with the website when I showed it to her. You know how beautiful it looks. All she she doesn't see anything but the. When she saw two guys and a, we were debating on how to spell the mic. At first, I wanted to go M I K E because that's right. Mike. Right. But it's two guys and a M I C, short for microphone. Right. And she goes, No, that's two guys and a mic. And I go, but, but Ann, there's a microphone right there. Now she, now she goes, linguistically, it's two guys in a mix. You couldn't get by that. So maybe we should just call the show uh, for all the linguistics experts, the phonetic people out there, two guys in a mix. Yeah, I, I don't know. I that, that might be something you consider. I think it's yeah. just more analytical thinking on her part. I don't know if we've had this discussion before, JB, and uh, we'll get to sports in just a second, but... I've always had, and I've got something else to put on the coach's hit list today. The coach's hit list, things that bother me ineminently. I've got a list of about 37 of them. I might review some of them with you, but, uh. I could take about 40 of them from, but, guess, from Saturday, Sunday's Bears game, in fact. But yeah, we well, can, yeah, no kidding. Oh By the way, God. you're number 18 on my list of 37. Oh, well, I you really, because I was expecting to be higher on that list. I'm actually disappointed that I'm down to 18. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. But it's people that get so worked up over <laughs> spelling or grammar or phonetics. And miss the big picture of what is, you know, the paper being writ- written or written or see there right off the bat. I don't know, wrote, written, but you know what I mean. Right. But people that get so upset via the spelling of something or the phonetics or a colon where a semicolon should be, that stuff always bothered me and I'm... We'll feel better after we talk about it. You know, it's sort of the it's the whole analytical thinking uh, type of you know thought process. It's that there everything has to be done one way, and you can't do things multiple mm-hmm. different ways. It's you know it's sort of whenever my dad and I argue about sports, he's a doctor too, and so everything has really? one conclusion. You know, everything that everything that he thinks about in sports mm-hmm. has one answer. So I always know what he's going to say before yeah. he says it because I always call him the robot because whenever he says one thing, I mm-hmm. know it's point A leading to point B. Inside the box thinking. Right. But well, I like to think about things in lots of different Absolutely. ways. And I think that every situation may have a different conclusion based mm-hmm. upon the circumstances. And so I think that 
your wife and, and my father could get together yeah. and have a very nice analytical conversation about why things should be the way they are. Maybe the two doctors can go out for lunch and the two of us can <laughs> yeah. uh, wander away and see if we could sneak off into the sunset. Yeah, well, we'll talk about the uh, 30 things that are on your hit list and me being number 18. Now, I'll bring out that list in a second, but well, I'll get another one, too, that happened yesterday. Pharmacists. Pharmacists are going to be on my hit list, and i got to feel when I'm not the first, but... Uh, let's get some stuff out there. Sports-wise, this is a mid-morning sports report. It is two guys and a mic. We're going to be with you every Monday through Friday. Brand new show here on the Talk Zone. It is interactive. We want to work with you. We want to take your calls. You are guest number one. That's one of our philosophies on the show. We're not going to load it up with a lot of guests. Right. Our guest on the show, guest number one, is our listeners out there. Want to hear from you. Our phone number is 888-463-6748. Or you can email us. You can email us at Mike2Guys. Or Mick2Guys if you're into phonetics. M-I-C, <laughs> the number two guys at AOL.com. Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Jordan, the World Series. Uh, you know, I mentioned yesterday with Joel, I don't know how many people are watching outside of Philadelphia and outside of New York. I'd love to hear from some listeners Possibly not in one of those two fine cities that uh, have been watching the World Series. But bottom line is, and I think you've been watching more than me, we're missing some pretty good baseball if we're not paying attention. It's great baseball. You're right. And and I think that, yes, it's an East Coast series. Yes, it's a series that if you live in the Northeast, it means more to you. But I think that if you're a baseball fan and you live in this city, and, and we know that you know, in, in Chicago area, there's so many baseball fans. And if you're a baseball fan in many of the other sports markets that love baseball, like a St. Louis or any of these other cities, I realize when your team is not in it, it's hard to get into it. But it the fact is that the best two teams are in the World Series. And that should mean something to a baseball fan that you get to watch some great games. There's so much star power in this World Series. When you look at the Yankees and all the stars they have, all the stars on the Phillies, and the matchups that have come out of these two series and the types of amazing performances we've seen. I mean, A-Rod has been unbelievable in the postseason and has had some huge hits in the World Series. Chase Utley tied Reggie Jackson last night for the most home runs in a fall classic. He hit two last night. He's got five in the World Series. He's been unbelievable. Believable, and you know whether you're a Yankee fan, a Philly fan, a Dodgers fan, an Angels fan, a Royals fan, doesn't matter. This is great baseball, and you're missing out if you're not watching. Yeah, well said, well said. No question about it. World Series fans, you watch, you want to talk some baseball. Not that many days left to talk some baseball. Now the time to do it. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Mike, two guys at AOL dot com. Um, well, comment number one on Chase Utley. You're right. He's having a phenomenal World Series. Is it just me, or does he have the weakest slash ugliest slash least intimidating home run swing of any, I guess, legitimate home run hitter? In other words, they go out of the park, but they don't look, you know, most guys, when they hit a home run, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, you know. He, he just kind of lunges at the ball, and it somehow it goes out of the park. I don't know. I, I haven't seen it that way. To be honest with you, I would say that there was a guy playing in this series that has the most pathetic home run swing I've ever okay. seen, and that would be Johnny Damon. I mean, that guy, you want to talk about a guy who's lunging at the ball. In fact, Tim McCarver, who 
make some just beautiful comments on the air during this series. I mean, just the, point, ma- the master of the obvious. Yes, pointing out just terribly obvious things, like in Game One when he mentioned that a ball hit down the right field line is generally not handled by the left fielder. I didn't know that <laughs> until Tim told me that, um, but. Johnny Damon actually has a swing that McCarver commented, kids, if you're watching at home, this is not how you should swing the bat. Mm-hmm. It's just such a awkward swing. But I think with Utley... Many barbers, gets... by the way, the haircut, hairstylists <laughs> are at home, also saying the same thing. Kids, if you want to get a haircut, this is not yeah. the way it should be done. That That's definitely right. I think that they're saying the same thing about Drew Brees. But, you know, it's, it's sort of with... With Utley's swing, he just gets so much action in the wrists. You know, he's able to flick that ball so quickly that yeah, you're right. He doesn't have the most uh, impressively beautiful swing. You know, he doesn't get that much of his body into it. It doesn't look like, but yeah, it's he has more, hit it's some more bombs. like you described. It's a flick of the wrist. Yeah, he has so hit not- some absolute bombs in this postseason, and he has really been impressive. It's it's fun to watch him play. He is such an exciting player and a second baseman coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how. Few second basemen there are that have the offensive abilities that Chase Utley has. If you look at the last few years, this guy's on a pace to be one of the greatest second basemen to ever play the game. And it's not overstating it when you consider the numbers he's put up the last few years. So he is really something to watch, regardless of the flick of the wrist and the swing. Pretty good stuff. World Series, Philadelphia wins yesterday 8-6. to six. They get three runs in the first inning we go back to new york day off today and now it gets serious and even if you haven't been watching that much of the world series like myself uh you might want to tune in because game six and certainly if it gets to game seven the temperature's probably what in about the uh, high 30s mid 40s on a new york november night but uh, still pretty good baseball you need to watch those final two games if in fact there are a final two the funny thing is coach is that since i went to college out east i have so many friends who are either Yankees or Phillies fans. And some Wait, of idol? What? What is an idol Yankee fan? An idol? Did I say idol? I, th- I thought you said idol. I, I don't know if I said idol. Okay. Maybe maybe I did. Maybe I misspoke. I, I didn't hear it. But I, either way, it's they're they're so they're so uh, into the Yankees and Phillies and they it's funny to to talk to so many different people about it because you get these different perspectives and you see how people are so nervous about both of these series. But the funny thing to me as a Cubs fan is that Yankee fans feel like they haven't won the World Series in a long time and it's only been nine years and the team's won 27 World Championships and they don't understand how I can't understand that it shouldn't, mm-hmm. it just doesn't, I don't understand how they can be so nuts about a World Series when they saw one nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And then the Phillies fans, now that they won the World Series last year, it's almost like they feel like, oh, well, now we're with the big boys, you know. We're above everybody else because we won the World Series last year. And so, Tell you, you know, what, though, is, good crowd. Yeah. You watch those Phillies fans yeah. the last couple of nights, solid baseball fans. I mean, they are into it. They are. They They're are really into it. Eighth and ninth inning yesterday as the relievers are trying to close down the game. And for those that watched it in the ninth inning, got a little bit hairy, didn't it? We got a base hit uh, yeah. from your guy, the ugliest home run swing in the game, Johnny Damon. Yep. Didn't hit a home run, but I'll tell you what, he's had a couple of really, really solid at-bats the last couple of games under pressure in the ninth inning. He has. And Derek Jeter, of all guys, is the one that hits into the double yep. play that really sealed the game. If Derek Jeter... Doesn't ground it. The only thing that he could have done that probably ended the game there was hit into that double play. Mm-hmm. If he gets a hit, the Yankees may have come back to win that game. Had he just, you know, grounded out and into a fielder's choice scenario, the Yankees still might come back in that game. But the fact that he hit it into the double play was surprising to me just because of how often he comes through. But 
you know, the guy can't come through every time. He's unbelievable. He's one of the best clutch performers in the history of the game. But it was surprising that he hit into the double play of all people. Ryan Madsen closed it out. Jorge Posada, the other guy that got the double. Interesting pitching decision. JB, you're an ex uh, pitcher who has pitched at the highest level except junior high, high school, or college. <laughs> <laughs> I pitch in high school. Ah, there just, you go. Just not the college level. You were like what, number four on a three man staff? <laughs> you know, I, I actually uh I actually got to pitch a lot, but the funny thing about it was that I was such a subpar athlete that yes. like every year I basically had to convince the coaching staff that I was good enough to be in the rotation. Mm-hmm. And then once I put up pretty good numbers, then they really didn't have a justification to take me out, even though I couldn't run the mile you in don't, You don't have minutes. to be a great athlete to be a pitcher. I'll tell that to my high school coach. I mean, I'm going to be willing to bet if you did a decathlon, a judge of all-around athletic talent, a uh, C.C. Sabathia, a Carlos Zambrano. How about a David Boomer Wells? I mean, was he an athlete? Probably not going to score real high. John Lieber, he was a very portly fellow. Mm-hmm. He still did a pretty Although nice job. Although I will bet that C.C. Sabathia like the javelin throw. He'd be Probably pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, I think in sumo wrestling, CC Sabathia that's, could that's take anybody. Not one of the decathlon. Uh, it's okay. I think he would do well. I, I just but think, I was going to ask you now, yeah. as an ex high school pitcher, real quick before we go to a break, our producer, by the way, today, David Olson, helping us along here. David, the veteran, a couple of new guys like us doing internet radio here. We are guided, guided by our fearless leader, David Olson. We haven't come up with a nickname for him. It's a matter of time. Yeah, I, I got to get to know Dave a little bit better, but. Uh, Every mistake, basically every mistake we make right now, we can blame on Dave. Blame yeah, him. I would say. I mean, you got to have somebody yeah. to blame, and right now Absolutely. he's the guy. He's getting paid a lot more than we are at this point, so why not? <laughs> 888-463-6748, the phone number. Again, you can email us at Mike, M-I-C, two guys, the number two, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. But real quick, before we go to a break, JB, the pitching strategy and decisions, three days rest, do you break? Out of the normal mode, and because it's the World Series and you go for it while you can, the New York Yankees did. Joe Girardi pitches A.J. Burnett. It did not work. Charlie Manuel, the Phillies, took the other approach. Your thoughts on the uh, three-day versus four-day rest? You know, I think in the World Series you have to do whatever it takes to win. And I think that the Yankees have done that by saying, listen, we don't have four good starting pitchers. We only have three. And By the way, their number four pitcher? Ex-Cub Chad Godin. I know. Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah. But that, that's the thing. If if you're Joe Girardi and you lose the World Series, let's say, okay, you at least went into every single game with one of your top three pitchers. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Yankee fan, ultimately, if they don't win, it's not Joe Girardi's fault. It is the fault of the players that are paid to perform. If you, The Phillies, on the other hand, I think we're hoping that offensively, they could make up for the fact that they weren't as deep of a pitching staff. To be honest with you, if I were Charlie Manuel, I might have gone with Cliff Lee in Game 4 because had they done so, you look back on it and you say, well, if they had won in Game 4, this series might be totally different and the mm-hmm. Phillies don't have to go back to New York behind. At the same time, though, I think that Lee pitched great yesterday having the rest. The only thing I wonder about is in Game 7, can he come back? Maybe not to start because it'll be really short rest. Definitely but could he pitch? not to start. No, but could he pitch a few innings in relief if the I, Phillies needed to win the World Series? Speaking on behalf of Charlie Manuel, and I feel very comfortable right now since Charlie isn't here to speak on behalf of him. The answer is absolutely. Yeah, like you can bring Marlins... Lee out of the pen when needed. Fifth inning, sixth inning, eighth, ninth inning. Yeah, uh, two innings. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Innings don't matter. Number of pitches. 
20? I'd 30. say even more than that. I mean, this is the World Series. You've got until next year to worry about your arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like when in 03 when uh, the Marlins kept bringing in Josh Beckett from the pen when he wasn't starting. Mm-hmm. you got to ride that guy to the series if you win game six. Uh, we're going to take a quick break on the TalkZone.com. When we come back, we're bringing out the coach's hit list. And JB will decide what stays and what goes. Back in a minute. Lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Might have been the shortest break in the history of uh, Internet Sports Talk Radio. One way those breaks can be filled just a bit, JB, is uh, uh, picking up sponsors. And we are looking for sponsors of the show. People can contact us at... Two guys in a mic at AOL.com. Two guys in a mic at our website uh, if you are interested in being a sponsor of the show. we got to fill a little advertising here, huh? We do. We need to get some friends of the show. Friends of the program. Well, we call them FOPs. Right, FOPs as you would call them, yes. FOPs, friend of the program. If you are a friend of the program, check us in. And uh, we're going to be in. I'm still learning the whole Facebook and Twitter Thing, but theoretically, we are on it. We just have to figure out how to use it to our advantage. But we are Facebook friendly and Twitter friendly at this point. Yeah, and I'm going to help you learn this, and we're going to. You are. Yeah, we're going to we're going to get you guys all out there, Facebooking, tweeting, the whole mm-hmm. deal. Everybody's going to be sitting at their computer waiting for the I'm a, next. I'm a little gun shy right now because the first uh, few friends that I tried to request all turned me down. Including our producer, David Olson, who basically <laughs> said, let's wait two weeks into the show and then I'll decide. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how much I like you first. Exactly. We'll see how so, much I like this show. <laughs> then I'll see if I want to publicly invest myself yes. in you. Yeah. Searching for a friend. It's two guys in a mic. It might just be, <laughs> yeah. uh, me, two guys, two very lonely guys in a mic might yeah. be the new name of our show. All right, real quick. No and I'll friends do it a, in a mic. Huh? No friends in a mic. Could be. Uh, I want to get to some college football. NFL it was a good Monday night football game, too. We're going to get back to some sport, but very quickly, because mm-hmm. I don't think I've gone over this list with you. I have kept, over the years, what I call the coach's hit list. Things that, and a lot of these things are minor things, but they need to be done away with. They're upsetting. They're unnecessary. They're aggravating. They're frustrating. Put in your own adjective. Right. And I call it the coach's hit list, and I had one yesterday that I am going to add to it that I think a lot of people have dealt with. And I said, I'm going to put the pharmacist on the coach's hit list. But let me go back for some ones uh, from days gone by and see if you're with me here. Uh, how about kids on answering machines? You know how oh, people think it's like so cutie-cutie to have the kids do a little thing on the answering machine? Brutal. How about people's – I've actually dealt with, as, as a radio producer on other, on other media, I don't like – when you call a man's cell phone answering machine mm-hmm. and his wife not cool. has recorded the phone message. Not because good. Because then you don't know whether you called the wrong number. Why wouldn't you record your own phone message, especially on your voicemail? Yes. Your home one, totally can see anybody in the family fair game, even the kids, if they do it right. Okay? But if you're going to go and have your wife 
record your answering machine. It's very confusing for somebody leaving you a message. Completely with you. Completely with you. How about uh, coaches at list uh, when they charge for movies on an airplane? Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, come on. You're the paying 200, 300, you. 600, 800, depending on when you made your reservation. Just add two more dollars to the cost of the movie. Why should the flight attendant be collecting two or three dollars from people for the movie? I mean, what are they going to make you do? Close your eyes if you don't want to pay for it? Yes. Sir, you're, you're not allowed to open your eyes for the next three hours. We have a movie playing. You didn't pay for it. No question. Don't All right. How right about now. the, uh, the house salad? The house salad. The house salad has long time been on the coach's head list. Producer David Olson giving me a quizzical, <laughs> strange look. And believe me, Dave, over my years of various radio shows, I'm extremely used to that look. <laughs> Actually, he's got a nicer look than most of the producers. He just doesn't know me that well yet. But you know how you get the lovely house salad at a restaurant? Yeah. And you got the tomato over here, the cucumber over here, the yo over here, the carrot. But when you try to eat it, See, I'm all, I'm all about, it goes back to our discussion on phonetics. Right. I'm all about practicality and not how it looks. When you actually got to try to eat the house salad, not so easy. It's not so easy. Don't Wait. just kowtow to me. Are you, are you with me? Here? I am with you because the problem, the problem with the house salad too is that <laughs> they don't have, I mean, a house salad could mean anything. It's a very general description. Well, typically, at least in the Chicago area, if you get a house salad, you're pretty guaranteed to get the tomato, right. the cucumber, the carrot, maybe a little celery, and of course your iceberg lettuce. See, I don't, I, the iceberg lettuce is just not a good job. You gotta go with Really? Some you a spinach? You're a green spinach guy? You gotta go with the romaine. I mean, you romaine? gotta step it up. A little romaine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's not expensive to get romaine lettuce. Iceberg lettuce is like the lowest form of the lettuce. <laughs> it's like the Milton Bradley of lettuce. But we're, 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 we're like, we're low at <laughs> the Milton Bradley of lettuce. We're like low and outside. We're missing the corner of the plate that I'm trying to get to in the yeah. discussion here because I like eating. I love the salad. Yeah. But you got all these different things. The bottom line is what I'm trying to say is forget how it looks. Chop it up. Yeah. Every chop salad it should up. be chopped. So the, first of all, everybody takes their fork and knife and cuts it up, right? right. So you can taste. Yeah. You don't want to eat the iceberg lettuce separate from the tomato. You want to eat it all together. Right. It's also like when they give you those Caesar salads where they give you those giant leaves of lettuce. Yes. The giant romaine hearts and they just sprinkle dressing <laughs> yes. on it. Who the hell is supposed to eat yes, that? Yes, exactly. How do you eat that? It looks beautiful, but it's unedible. So forget about what it looks. Chop up the house salad. We'll all be happy for it. You throw in a few bacon bits and, uh, you know, we're off the right. Right. I agree. Okay. Chop salads. I'm go. with you there. Buttered popcorn. On the coach's head list. Yeah, I don't like popcorn at all. So whatever it is, so you're not, not going to be with it. me on this. Here's not be with it, me and, on and this. I've been told that there is new technology that has finally come about. I don't get to go to the movies that often, but buttered pop. We like butter in our popcorn, but you get the the big bag of popcorn. Yeah, right. And you can't buy the two dollar bag because you look at the three dollar bag and you get so much more. Right. And is you can't Orville's buy the three dollar bag. This bag. Huh? Is Orville's head on this bag? <laughs> I mean, the only legit popcorn has Orville Redenbacher's head on it, right? Or do you just get, like, the Netflix brand popcorn when they send you your movie? Personally, any bag that didn't have Orville Redenbacher's uh, head <laughs> on it, that might be the one I would purchase. Okay. But, you know, for a dollar extra, you can go to the next size, which yeah. is actually, like, what, five sizes up? Yeah. So bottom line is, all being economical like we are, we all buy the $5 bag, which could feed a family of 10 comfortably for, like, yeah. two weeks. But Or a so small you, country. So you got the popcorn, and then... You go to the separate container for the butter, right? Or the guy puts the butter over? Right. Well, it gets only over the top. Right. They don't mix the butter into the popcorn. Although maybe that's so a with, good thing because huh? maybe that's a good thing because if they only get if they just saturate the top with butter, then the entire bag is not floating in butter. 
And maybe then it would yeah, be but somewhat. Then you've, you've got the top third of your popcorn disgustingly saturated in butter. I think we all would like a little bit of butter, maybe some more than others. But in this age of technology, with all of the modern technology we have got, are you telling me we can't find something to mix it up and evenly just yeah just distribute get a the butter so we have nice lightly buttered popcorn all across? Yeah, just, just mix the can't be that popcorn hard. and the butter. I'm right. with you there. Okay. A couple of more, real quick. Get back to the sporting. World here at your mid-morning sports report. Day number two of this brand new show. We're calling it Two Guys and a Mic. We're on the talkzone.com. Again, you can email us. Maybe you got something to add to the coach's hit list. Maybe you think the coach is nuts. Maybe you want to hear more Jordan Birdfield on the show. If you want to hear more JB, dial it up. 888-463-6748. And again, you can email us at Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. Any questions, comments, we'll try to read them right away, get them on the show. MIC is, is the mic. Number two guys at AOL.com. How about people that insist? We brought up my wife is a doctor. She's not part of this, by the way. Okay. She's pretty cool about it for the most part. Okay. But doctors, not medical doctors, but people that have a doctorate that insist, like at parties or in the grocery store at the baseball field, you know, you call him Mr. Smith. Oh, no, no, it's Dr. Smith. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. It's ridiculous. It's like, excuse <laughs> me. Sorry, doctor. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sorry to not give you your proper title. I mean, give me a break. It's like, you know, my dad being a metal, medical doctor, oftentimes my friends may not know that he's a doctor, and they'll call him Mr. Burnfield, and he doesn't correct them. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, why Why do you I just, you know, enough. P, yeah. I agree with you. It's like, excuse us, you have more schooling than me. Yeah. You're better... meet my friend over here, right. Mr. Schwartz. Excuse me, it's Dr. Schwartz. You know yeah. what? I fully respect the fact, first of all, a regular doctor in the hospital, I'll call him doctor. Right. At work. Right. Okay? Right. And I fully respect the fact that you've, uh, you know, whatever doctorate you've got, that's a lot of work that goes into it, no question about it, and I fully respect that, but you know what? You know what? I also, uh, Jordan Burnfield, I fully respect the garbage man. Right. Who's been working 25 years? You know, you should on the say, same route, doing a good job each and every day. Not to put down the doctor, but I respect that guy as well. You know what you should say next time? I don't somebody, call him doctor. Next time somebody corrects you by reminding you that they're actually a doctor, you say, "Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. You're better than me." Mm-hmm. That would be a great way for them never to do yeah. it again. Good. I Very think it, it's done. it's sarcastic, but you know it works, and it reminds them that there's no reason to correct you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about uh, one more on the coaches' hit list that we're going to take a quick break back to World Series talk. Also want to get to some NFL football, college football. The new rankings are out and a couple other little uh, topics, including an NFL coach, not a player, but an NFL coach who's in a little bit of trouble, JB. Yes, who uh, also is a fan of cable, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, final item, and I, you know, I got a whole bunch. I'll just pick one out. Uh, pennies. See if I can get another quizzical look from our producer, David Olson. Pennies. Pennies. Just how they're kind of useless. Exactly. Unless you have a lot of them. And this, and this has been on my hit list now for about five years. Uh, you know, come on. It should have happened about five years ago, but at this point, in this day and age, could we please? And you might as well add nickels into it. But is there really a need for the penny? I'll give you one further. Uh, this, this could maybe end up on your hit list. How about gas stations that put fractions of prices in their gas station price yeah. for ga- for regular unleaded and whatever. Yeah. It's like 3899. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> if you're uh, can I pay exact change? No. I have no way of am I going to chop up a penny and give you the 9/10ths of this penny of this little copper circle that's 
an inch wide. If I can give you nine-tenths of the penny, then you can charge me nine-tenths of a penny. <laughs> How does that sound? We're going to put that on the coach's hit list, too. I'll put it as an addendum, JB's hit list. Uh, all right, we're going to come back real quick. We're going to take a break. TalkZone.com. We'll be back. Phone numbers, again, 888-463-6748. Or if you like, it's 888-GO-FOR-IT. Give us a call. Talk some sports. little football talk. When we come back, quick break, back in a minute, don't go anywhere. Lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. And the big dog is off today. JB Jordan Burnfield sitting in for the dog. Want to mention that Andy's Music Company in Chicago, they got a website. If you're not in Chicago, you can still purchase rental retail items of the music variety from Andy's Music Company, 2300 West Belmont Avenue in Chicago. You can check out their website, andysmusic.com. JB, I know you're a sports guy first, but do you have any music in your background? Have you ever been accosted by a flute by any chance? I've never been accosted by a flute, thankfully. However, uh, this one time at band camp, no, just kidding. Uh, Anyway, uh, I, I play guitar a little bit. Okay. Uh, I started playing a couple of years ago, but with busyness and scheduling, I haven't been able to practice as much as I'd like to. So I still am kind of low on the beginner level there. And I used to play saxophone, actually, mm-hmm. but uh, I kind of gave that up in high school. So I have a little musical background. Nice, not, not, not an outstanding musician by any means, but you, are, you know, can play a little bit. You are a man of many abilities and varied interests. What do uh, they say? Master of many? No. I'm, Cre- I'm really the master of nothing. Creator of many, master of none. Yeah. I'm, I don't think that's the exact expression, but I think we like get that. the idea. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I don't know how much talents I, I really have other than I watch a lot of sports and mm-hmm. consume them, et cetera. So. Uh, and speaking of sports, uh, we talk World Series baseball. If you're just joining us, you want to talk as the games start to get interesting. Philadelphia won last night, Game 6 in New York coming up. We'll certainly talk some World Series, 888-463-6748. But a pretty good Monday night football game last night, too. Yeah. And the New Orleans Saints joined the Indianapolis Colts as undefeated teams. I think we all knew New Orleans would be a pretty good football team, JB, but I don't think too many of us felt they'd be 7-0 and and for a lot of their games dominant. You know what? We knew that their offense would be really good, which it is. We didn't know that their defense was going to be so opportunistic, causing turnovers, making big plays. Uh, Yesterday they had a pick six. Darren Sharper had another interception. The guy is playing unbelievably well this season. And Drew Brees is so fantastic, uh, and he's just such a great quarterback. And, And you know what? 
Living in Chicago and listening to a lot of what people are saying about the Bears and their ineptness in terms of offensive line and wide receivers and skilled position players, by contrast, look at that New Orleans Saints offense. Every single guy offensively is somebody that I would want on my football team. Literally everyone. And Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Good offensive line. Good blocking. Gives Drew Brees a lot of time. Pierre Thomas, the Illinois product. Fantastic runner. Yeah, I mean, by the Mike, way, Illinois product who uh, under coach Ron Zook slash Ron I, Turner right. was barely good enough to start. Right. And Not good guy, enough for 500 Illinois teams, but becoming very close to an NFL star at this point. Yeah, uh, he's been great. And then you look at uh, Mike Bell, who's been a backup back for them, who's been pretty good. Reggie Bush is not even one of their top options, and he's still a pretty dynamic player. I mean, Marcus Colston and Devery Henderson, just the list goes on with all these players. And I sat there watching that game a little bit last night in between the World Series thinking, this is such a talented offensive football team that if their defense can continue to just be pretty good, mm-hmm. which is what they've been, not amazing, but pretty good, I don't know how you lose or how they how you lose if you're the New Orleans Saints. There's so much offensive talent, and they don't even have a tough schedule coming up. They are a really, really good football team. But them and the Vikings, I feel like, are the two teams in the NFC that we could see in the NFC Championship, and one of them probably in the Super Bowl. Getting near the halfway point of the NFL, long way to go, Super Bowl way off in the horizon. But if you could just tease for a moment and think about the potential. Of the New Orleans Saints taking on the Indianapolis Colts in the Super Bowl. I don't know if it would be the two best teams to ever play, but it'd be one of the more entertaining games, I would think, if, in fact, the two dominant teams were to make it there. And, again, it's it's a long way off, but it'd be fun to think about. Oh, bet the over in that game. I mean, you talk about two, two offenses. I don't know if you want to bet the over. The over might be like 110 points. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It could, it could be so high that you might bet the under. But two offenses that are just so fun to watch. Honestly, you know, Say what you want about Peyton Manning, about the audibles and all that stuff. I still find him to be the best player in the NFL. He's just, to me, he is so fantastic because not only is he, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the NFL and one of the best quarterbacks of all time right now. I mean, you, I would put him in the top ten right now of quarterbacks in the history of the game. But the fact that this guy is basically coordinating the offense from his position on the field with all the audibles and surveying the defense and changing the you know changing things based on the coverage i think he's he's a football genius i mean the guy is just fantastic and and that would be could you imagine the star power of that breeze against manning offense against offense although if you got minnesota to the super bowl against Peyton Manning. You could have Favre against Manning. Mm-hmm. And think about what that would be like. We'll so, see. Not, not that I'm rooting against Brett Favre, but uh, we'll see how, as the season goes on, oh, I am if the storybook career or the storybook year of a Brett Favre can continue. Me thinks there might be a downward cycle at some point. And again, I'm not one of these Brett Favre bashers. I've always, even as a Bears fan, always respected the guy, and I enjoy seeing what he's doing now. With the Minnesota Vikings, I'm just saying uh, there's some things that look good right now. They're going to head downhill. And if I could predict two of them in the NFL, one is Brett Favre and two, the Denver Bronco. Yeah, I agree that the Broncos, I agree, have been a – they've had a great defensive effort. Yeah. Kyle Orton has managed the game well. I don't see them continuing at this torrid pace. The one thing I'll say about Favre, it's kind of funny, is that I've never been a big Brett Favre fan. And you and I have talked about before – in, on past yeah. radio shows about our differences in terms of our philosophies on Brett Favre. He's a great quarterback. 
He's one of the great quarterbacks of all time, but I've never been a big fan of his. And I drafted him in my fantasy league because he was the best quarterback available at the time that I took him. And so this year I've been totally conflicted watching NFL football on Sunday because I want Brett Favre to do well for mm-hmm. my fantasy team, but then I don't want him to do well because I don't want the Vikings to win and I'm a Bears fan and I don't like him. Yeah. So I named my fantasy team I hate slash have Favre. <laughs> and this year I can't tell you how much I've benefited by having number four on my roster. He's been unbelievable. See, so, that's why I don't play fantasy. Never have. Yeah. Never have because – First of all, I, I didn't got a take tough any enough Packers. Time. Huh? I will say that I did not take any. Packers. Well, but it's just you want to watch the games and you want to root for your teams and enjoy the sport. Now, you know you're, you're watching the games, but then you got a secondary thing in the back of your mind. Well, you know the one team winning, but my guy hasn't rushed for so many yards. My receiver hasn't caught so many. So now there's like, you know, I'm into the winning and losing and the competitiveness of the games, rooting for teams. It's just too much having that whole secondary thing of your fantasy players, but. I know there's a whole world of fantasy sports out there. It's crazy. And geeks like you absolutely love. You know, I don't, I'm not, I, I don't even know if I'd call myself necessarily a fantasy geek because I took a couple of years off. I, I, I did take a couple of years off from doing it, but I don't know why I've gotten so sucked back into it. The one thing I will say is, you're right, the worst thing you can do is take players on a team you don't want to succeed. There was one year in which I had, in a fantasy baseball league, I had Chris Carpenter and Jim Edmonds on a season in which the Cardinals performed very well and won the division. Mm-hmm. And so it was and annoying. And you're a Cubs fan. And I'm a diehard, diehard Cubs fan. So I, I would have games in which it would be better for me to start Chris Carpenter against the Cubs, but I felt it was sacrilegious and I couldn't do it. And then Carpenter would shut out the Cubs, and I would lose both ways. The Cubs would mm-hmm. lose, and my fantasy team would lose. Yeah. So then I just decided I can't draft Cardinals, and I can't draft Packers. Because I can live with the Vikings winning. They're obviously better than the, <laughs> the Bears, and they're going to win the division. But I just can't live with it the other way. There it is, 888-463-6748, our phone number here. You can email us at Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. Real quick, before we take a break, let's go out to the phone lines. He's checking in on line number 39 from Lincoln Park in the fine city of Chicago. It's caller Joe checking in. Joe, welcome to Two Guys in a Mic. Hey, thanks. I got two questions and a comment for you. Beautiful. Lighten um, up a little bit, Joe. First, first comment is you were talking about the house salad. Yes. Just to add something to your pet peeves or whatever to your list. Yes, sir. Well, why they... Why do they charge you extra if you want, like, blue cheese dressing? Why don't they, they just have one price for a salad? I was not aware of that. They charge extra yeah, for the blue cheese? Yeah, charge if you want, a, like, Caesar dressing or blue cheese dressing. They'll charge you an extra $0.50. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh? Yeah, I knew they, they charge charged extra for the Caesar salad. But they just, just charge a, you one price. Oh, you're right. If they want, yeah, that's true. If sometimes if you want to change the dressing that they put on it. Really? They, they put, yeah, they are charge you extra. Yeah. That's yeah. bad. I don't have I mean, to worry about that, by the way. Salad, forget about which dressing you choose and just deal with it. I'm with you there. I completely agree. Lincoln two, Park, two Joe. questions for you. One, um, if you could comment on whether you think the Bears' problems are coaching or personnel. And two, when are we going to get you for uh, two hours a day instead of one hour a day? Oh, look at that. Yeah, that would be good. Beautiful. It's already the second day, and you've already got people clamoring for more two guys in a mic. Lincoln Park, Joe, we appreciate that one hour. Right now, one hour is good. We'll see. You know, we don't want to bump off too many shows just yet, but, you know, hopefully two hours maybe down the road. But uh, as far as our hometown Chicago Bears team, I've said it for a long time. I think it's coaching, number one. And, uh, you know, Ron Turner, and I know the story of the Turners. 
Ron and Norv are really wonderful stories because they had difficult upbringing, right? Yep. Very tough background. They're they're both great guys. They're nice guys. But they uh, they are the epitome of the Peter Principle. I think we lost Joe from Lincoln Park. We appreciate Joe for calling in. But they're the epitome, JB, in my opinion, of the Peter Principle. They've been promoted to the point of incompetence. I do not think Ron Turner is a good offensive coordinator at all. The best way I can describe it, his three favorite flavors when going to pick out like ice cream would be vanilla, vanilla, and vanilla. <laughs> you know what? It's it's interesting that you say that, Coach. And you're right. Turner really is a good guy. Uh, and great guy. I, and he's a great guy. And, it's, I, you know, I've been to practice a bunch of times this year. He's great to deal with. Yes. He's very nice. Here's my thing, though. I, I think it's a combination of both. And I know that that's, that's kind of a cop-out thing to say. But hear me out on this, okay? When you have an offensive line as bad as this offensive line, it ruins the entire offense. And to me, Ron Turner is a vanilla offensive coordinator. Yes, I'll grant you that. And I think that sometimes the Bears offense tries too hard to establish the run when they don't have it, especially this season, because Matt Forte has done nothing for the Bears. But you can't win with an offensive line that's as bad as the as the Bears' offensive line. Furthermore, we knew going into this season that it would be hard for them to win with such an inexperienced receiving core with guys who, one of which, who is supposedly your number one in Devin Hester, who is not even a trained wide receiver. So You know what, though? He's a lot better. He's a lot better than, than I ever thought. thought he would be. He is. But but my whole point is, is that it's if you're the Chicago Bears and you're Ron Turner, you're trying to set up an offense that can succeed when your quarterback has no time to throw, you can't run the football because of your offensive line, and your receivers are not playmakers enough to the fact that if Jay Cutler has to get rid of the ball very quickly, that these guys are going to be able to make plays on their own. They don't have playmaking receivers. So I feel like even though the system is bad, and I agree with you that the coaching is culpable for this, the Bears don't have that good of a team. And all these people that before the season were singing the praises of this football team because they got a new quarterback. I like Jay Cutler. I think he's going to be a good quarterback, even though he hasn't had a very good year. But you need to have a better offensive line and better playmakers at the skilled positions to be a good offense. Mm -hmm. Every good quarterback in the league has a good line and has a playmaker of some kind on the roster. Jay Cutler may be the only quote unquote elite quarterback in the NFL that has yeah. none of that. Quote unquote. Right. Maybe add a couple of quotes to that. I haven't seen the elite yet. And having said all that, uh two things. Two things. One, coach him up. Coach him up if you got a bad offensive line of the player, coach him up a little bit. Get him better. They're not responding to that Two, you've got, you know, outstanding speed in your wide receiver position. Earl Bennett, Johnny Knox, and Devin Hester are three of the fastest, maybe not the best, but great speed at the wide receiver position. You combine that with one of the fastest tight ends in the NFL. You give 75% of the offensive coordinators in the NFL those kind of weapons. They will find a way to score some points and open it up a little bit. Throw the ball downfield, not sideways. What I've seen, and we don't want to get in too much Chicago Bear talk here because I know this internet show is national. But from what I've seen as a Chicago Bear fan is basically Ron Turner has turned Jay Cutler into Kyle Orton, into he, he's tried, Craig Krenzel, a little into bit. Henry Burris. I mean, if we were going to throw the ball five yards to the left, six yards to the right, why make the trade for Jay Cutler? Throw the ball 
down the field, stretch the deal. I don't care if he gets intercepted. Right. I, I think the Throw best, it down the field. The biggest problem with the Bears this year is they don't have a running game, and they keep trying to run the football. And the New England Patriots, they don't run the football very much. They know that their bread and butter is Tom Brady passing the football. Absolutely. And they don't care about balance. This whole thing about needing balance, that's a load of crap in my opinion. If you have a good offense that passes the football or you have a good offense that runs the football, then you don't need to do the other thing. Mm-hmm. Just do what works. And the Bears, when they have been good offensively, pass it every time. Ah, we're frustrated with our Bears team here. Any NFL fans out there, you're frustrated with your team, we're right here for you. We are your sounding board. We're your shoulder to cry on. It's JB and the coach here. Two guys at a mic on the talk. So we're going to take our final break back with our final segment. You can email us at Mike, M-I-C, two guys at AOL.com or give us a call at 888-GO-FORTH. Back in a minute. Don't go anywhere on the talkzone.com. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Big dog will be back in tomorrow. J.B. Jordan Burnfield sitting in, two guys at a mic. Day two of this brand new experience. It's our maiden voyage here on the uh, TalkZone.com. And, uh, J.B., after two days, we haven't sunk the ship yet. We haven't sunk the ship, and I'm really excited that I got to be in on day two. It's such an mm-hmm. early entrance for me to be part of this new show. I feel like on the old show I was turning into sort of a wily veteran, someone who'd <laughs> make the mid-level exception at some mm-hmm. point, you know, but, uh, you know, sort of like a Vin Baker towards the end. And uh, <laughs> I think now I, I feel like I'm I'm going to be one of the regulars if I'm in day two. It's such an early uh, entrance for me, but very, I'm excited to be here. Very well. We're excited to have you. Very nice setup here at the TalkZone.com, the Offices, very, very nice. We have our outstanding producer, David Olson. I don't know if you... No relation to Greg? Huh? No relation to Greg? Absolutely not. He clearly does not have the long, blonde locks of a Greg Olson. (laughs) No relation to Garrett Olson. Which is why he's single and lonely and still at home. Scott Olson. married man, Dave? Married. Married man. Married two kids. Very disappointing for many of the females out there. You know, I agree. I mean, Jamoke like me, you know, nobody's worried about me. They're like, oh, well, unmarried... No you girlfriend. would be labeled as single and single and unbelievably available. Yeah, well, if you, know, you get wa- any more available, you could get arrested. I wasn't un- un- unbelievably available uh, available for the last few weeks, but Uh-oh. now I'm back to being available. Again. Really? Yeah. So I, you had a moment of unavailability. There was a, there was a few moments of unavailability. Exactly. How long were you unavailable? Was it one night? <laughs> no, it was about uh, it was about three weeks maybe. Really? Yeah, and I and I'm back to available again. <laughs> Uh, I'm so undesirable. That's why I work in radio, because you can't see me. You're probably better off. <laughs> David Olson, our producer. I don't know if you met our general manager, the fearless leader, Chris Whitted. Is that how you pronounce it? And just to show you what kind of place this is, I walk in today before the show. 
Now, most CEOs, most general managers, I think Chris is the guy who created the whole fine uh, artwork known as the syndication network. I haven't figured out what it all does, but at some point I will do my homework and do that. <laughs> most guys are sitting in their office, right, delegating and basically not doing any work. We started the company. We're making our money. You sit back, smoke a cigar, have a nice day. I walk by Studio C or D or whatever, and Chris is on the table with the one of the panels in the roof. A couple of the panels open, and he's got wires in his hand. He's connecting wires, trying to set up more phone lines for us, the general manager. Wow. Either that or he's too cheap to hire an electrician. I'm <laughs> not sure. You know, There's two sides of the story. You know what? I will say these studios are beautiful here. Yes. I mean, it's really an outstanding facility. I was really impressed when I walked in here. You know, I, I walked in, and I get to the lobby, and I was looking for you, and I didn't mm-hmm. see you. And, and a man at the desk said, you know, who are you here to see? And I said, mm-hmm. I was here to see John Cohn, and they took me right over to the go, studio, who? and they were happy to have me hang up my coat and come on in. It was such a nice little mm-hmm. uh, experience for me. I felt yeah. so... It's the uh, first week they're being nice to us. Trust me, yeah. after about two months, get the hell out of here. Yeah, once they listen to the show long yeah, enough, they're like, Studio A, yeah. talk to us when the show's over. <laughs> All right, 888-463-6748. Second day for two guys and a mic. Your mid-morning break, sports report, so much to get to. An hour's not long enough. Thank you to caller Joe from... Lincoln Park on our second day. He's already plugging us for a second out. I like it. Give us a little time, my friend. Give us a little time. We talk some World Series, NFL, football, college. The rankings are out. Uh, Texas has moved up to number two, Florida number one, a potential. We talked about New Orleans and the Indianapolis Colts in a Super Bowl. Again, you want to look ahead in college football. That wouldn't be a bad national championship game, Texas taking on the Gators. That would be a great national championship. And when you think about last year and the fact that Texas had beaten Oklahoma, but Oklahoma ended up in the national championship game, it would sort of be some vindication for the Longhorns to get back there. And I like Colt McCoy. I'd like to see him get to a national championship game, and I'd like to see what he could do. And, you know, it's interesting that Texas was able to move up because of Alabama not playing last week and then having that scare against Tennessee the week before in which, what, did they have to block two kicks or whatever it was Mm -hmm. to win that game? And to me, though, Florida, I know that they played well against Georgia last week, but Florida, to me, just... They're winning, okay, so you can't really argue against them, and they're they're winning in a tough they're conference. They're not as dominant as they've been in yeah, previous they just, years. they don't look that good to me, mm-hmm. and Tim Tebow has had some real clunker games this year, which he didn't have in previous years. And say what you want about Tim Tebow and whether he's overrated or not and whether the, the media hypes him too much. In terms of the numbers, they were always there for Tim Tebow in terms of rushing touchdowns, even passing touchdowns, even though he doesn't throw for a lot of yards. This year, though, he's had some bad games. That game against South Carolina where he threw two pick sixes. He just, I don't know, I I feel like a team like Alabama may not have the offense to beat Florida, but if they were able to just Mm -hmm. put forth a fantastic defensive effort, which they've done for most of the season, and Mark Ingram could rip off two, three touchdowns in that game, they may be able to take out a team like Florida, and it seems more likely than ever that you could have a Alabama-Texas national championship game. And I, you know what? I know that people love Tim Tebow, but I'm getting sick of him too, and I'd rather see somebody else in the title game. I don't know about you. Maybe we can get put the two people, the quarterbacks that people are sick of together. Maybe Tim Tebow will get drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. 
And then he could be <laughs> oh, the replacement God. for Brett Favre, you know, and they can all live happily ever after. If, By the way, if you're a fan in the NFC North, you would love that because Tim Tebow will not be a good pro quarterback. I would be happy to see anybody in the NFC North mm-hmm. draft Tim Tebow. Huh? There's many that would care to differ. If you do, 888-463-6748. Maybe some of our fine Florida listeners would like to take a shot at Jordan Burnfield. Anybody who wants to take a shot at him, we highly encourage it. That's what he's here for. Um, but also, if you look down the college football rankings at the number four spot, I believe. And if you are rooting for a college football team or any sports team that is down in the dumps, that has you know been low for a long, long time, this team is a great example of don't give up hope because the Cincinnati Bearcats. Yep. Which football used to be like right behind field hockey for them. Cincinnati is now number. Four in the country, JB. Maybe I don't. I don't know how far you go back in college football, but they were one of the lowliest football programs for many, many years, and here they are, fourth in the country, undefeated still. No, I mean I can tell you, five years ago when I started covering Big East football, or maybe even six years ago now, they were not one of the better teams in the Big East. In fact, once they had joined the Big East conference, people were thinking, "Oh, Cincinnati." I mean, this is nothing. But look at what. They have done this year, especially with the fact that Tony Pike, their star quarterback, has been injured in two of their games, not played. Mm -hmm. Who was a Heisman candidate before he got injured. Right, and Zach Kolaris has started the last couple of games for them, and I actually got to watch Cincinnati play last weekend against Syracuse because I unfortunately went to Syracuse where their football team is an utter disgrace, and I watched Cincinnati beat them up, but Zach Kolaris... You know, he's not quite as good a quarterback as Tony Pike, and and it would be ridiculous for me to suggest that. But for a backup college quarterback, he was pretty good. And he made a couple of great throws, had one to Bins in the back corner of the end zone to put Cincinnati up by two touchdowns against Syracuse that carried him. He really looked good. And, and to me, it's amazing because, you know, when you cover high school or college football, not a lot will you have a good backup quarterback. Cincinnati mm-hmm. has two fairly reasonably good quarterbacks, and Pike a really good one. This Cincinnati team, watch out. I mean, they are really, really good, and if somebody loses, they can move up. Maybe they go to the national championship. And, and it's a great story in the sense, again, that you know, no matter how bad your program is, the bottom line is one of the beautiful things about sports, things can change. Yep. Sometimes they can do it in a hurry more so now than in previous years. But things can absolutely change in sports. Cincinnati Bearcats, a great example of that. One thing that doesn't change, Cubs never won the World Series. We got new owners now. That's true. We got the Ricketts, a a family that has a disease for a last name, now running the Chicago Cubs. (laughs) Don't you find that a little bit ironic? We're all about winning. That's what we want to do. That's what the Tribune Company said. That's what P.K. Wrigley said. That's what every owner said. You know what, though? Ricketts was very impressive. He was very impressive. I don't know if you watched the press conference or you heard him. What he said, but as as a Cubs fan, as a baseball fan, mm-hmm. watching him speak, watching him talk about the plans they have for the team, I was excited. I was. He's taken out the uh, and tropes. I'm a gloom and doom guy. He's taken out the tropes in the men's washroom. I, I, yeah, I think one of the made. greatest traditions in all of sport. If you've been to Wrigley Field, you love those. And if you've gone to the men's washroom, it is possible with the new Ricketts family, as you said, named after disease. One of the great traditions in sports. Could be gone. What? The disease Can you imagine the auction bathrooms? for those things? Oh, the auction? Yeah. You want a hundred years of urine 
in your house? Yeah, I'd put it outside, but I think it would make a nice yard. Ugh, gross. Right. we got to wind up today's show. I want to thank David Olson, our producer, JB. Thank you for coming in. Thank you very much for having me. Very good. By the way, on Friday of this week, we are going to continue our tradition from our previous show and play the game Beat the Schmoes, our football prediction Love show. Love that show. The Big Dog will be back tomorrow. Thank you out there for listening. We much, much appreciate it. Every Monday through Friday, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock Central Time. Out East, Jordan, we're a lunchtime show. Out West, you wake up with two guys and a mic. I like it. And and you know what? Wherever you're listening, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.